Twas the highest before Christmas, and all through the base plans were all plotted to steal a case. The maps were hung across the wall with care, knowing that Zenigata'd be waiting there. The thieves were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of riches danced in their heads. Lupin in his red coat and Jiggin in his cap had narrowly avoided another dirt nap. Lupin sprung from the scene to his crew gave a whistle and a wavier's gaped like a heat-seeking missile. But Zenny heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight. Merry Christmas to all! You've been robbed, so good night! and welcome to the first annual Cybrains and Cigarettes Holiday Special. I'm Drew Doff the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Don We Now are Jay Apparel. That's me. The Amazing Christmas Godby. And I'm Nativity Scene. <laughs> you sound so <laughs> unenthused there, Natalie. <laughs> I, there's, there's actually a funny story. So when, when Chris actually came up with those and gave me that, I kind of wanted to smack him because um, that's actually why my name is Natalie. Because uh, I was born on December 18th, which is a week before Christmas. And Natalie literally means nativity. So my mom was like, oh, that's a cute little coincidence. Wow. Me. No, thank you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> thank you, indeed. That's right, folks. In case you, in case you couldn't guess, I came up with the names. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Well, tonight's a special occasion, Lupontic folks. Uh, despite what you may think, this isn't a time for roasting chestnuts over an open fire or gathering around with the ones you love. No, tonight, you better hide your stockings and say your prayers, because tonight you might be visited by a guy in a red suit, and he sure as hell ain't St. Nick. But he sure got a couple of ho-ho-hos. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have said that while Chris was drinking. <laughs> Touche. Ah, oh, boy. So, tonight, to get us in the holiday spirit, we'll be talking about the 12th episode of Lupin the Third, Part 1. Um, the original title is part A Gift two. for the President, but tonight, Part 2. Oh, shit. I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> but we love you anyway. Yes, we love you, Drew. On the one day yes, I get... Yes, it's from part two. <laughs> the one day I actually press the record button and get the intros right. <laughs> I, I, I can't... I, I, I always gotta mess up one thing. So Just yes, one. It is the 12th episode of part two. Um, uh, the original title is A Gift for the President, but tonight we are specifically talking about The Dove. And the title of that is The Slight Before Christmas. The synopsis, according to the Lupin Wiki, is <clears throat> The last bottle of Bordeaux wine which Napoleon had made for Josephine is going to be given to the President of the United States as a Christmas present. 
Lupin and company head to Bordeaux in order to claim it for themselves, but are repeatedly chased off by Zenigata. Pretty good synopsis. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Alrighty, so. It's good. I like that they don't mention which president it is. Yeah. Oh boy. Because the episode itself seems to be rather confused about that. It's <laughs> ambiguous. <laughs> we will Very. get to that. So to, 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 uh, to kick off our discussion of this festive episode, we'll do our little roundtable of reactions. And uh, Chris, how did you feel about tonight's episode? I love it. I mean, I, lo- I love the early Part 2 stuff a lot in general, and especially because of the dub. And I feel like this episode actually aired the day before I discovered the series. Because, you know, the next episode preview is for I Left My Mind in San Francisco which was the first episode of Lupin the Third I ever watched. Nice. So that's kind of neat. But yeah, I mean, like, I think that the, uh, I mean, like, right from the get-go, it's like, I had a huge smile on my face watching just the opening, just because it takes <laughs> me back to being, like, 13, 14 years old and, you know, staying up to 1.30 a.m. to watch the show. And I think this is probably one of the funniest episodes of Part 2, no matter, you know, no matter what language you're watching it in. But the dub in particular is great. Like, it's just so, like, I took notes for this episode, and, like, two-thirds of it are just quotes from the, from the dub script. You know, uh, hey, Pops, you know that bottle of wine going to the present? Well, it's not. <laughs> I'll take whatever you're serving. You know, also, early on, Jigen makes a reference to one of my all-time favorite move, movies by telling Goyamon not to call him Shirley. Which I, I thought that was that was so cool, um, and I, I feel like the voice cast is is on top of their game, especially Dan Lord and Zenigata. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. It's like every single line that comes out of his mouth in this episode it's cracks gold. me up. It really mm-hmm. is. I wonder if it's from Mother. <laughs> I wonder if it's from Mother. I also really like the. If I'm not mistaken, the running gag of. The lieutenant getting Pops' name wrong was in the Japanese version as well, but I think it works better in English. Yeah. yeah. Calling him, uh, what, Inspector Epilogatus, Inspector Pennsylvania, Inspector, Inspector Origami. Inspector Benahana. Right, uh, Inspector uh, Sanitation. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's just so much fun. It's like, <laughs> it's like, this is like, you know, everything that attracted me to this franchise to begin with all in one episode. Like, it's not one of my favorites, but I still love it. Totally. We needed uh, Inspector Sanitation for the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. You ain't wrong. <laughs> so, Natalie, how did you feel about the episode? Piggybacking off Chris, um, um, this is one of my favorite um, part two episodes, but also, you know, watching that um and just anything part two, especially the dub, just brings me back to 13-year-old, 14-year-old me watching Lupin the Third, and yes, yeah, staying up late to watch it, and my just sheer enjoyment of the, the dub cast and the comedic writing, even though a lot of the comedic writing is, yeah, references to, like, movies, or even, um, you know, what, you know, I'm, I'm sad that I was the only one, probably, who understood this reference, where, um, you know, Goimon brings out the sake, you know, then Jigen does it, don't call me Shirley. And then later they're talking about the bottle of wine. And then freaking Jigen's like saying, I bet one sip of that stuff would have even converted Bill W. And I remember having to like, <laughs> I remember having 
to explain that joke <laughs> to a friend of mine. They're like, Bill W. I'm like, oh, oh, so that was the person who founded Alcoholics Anonymous. This is right. 14-year-old me, by the way. <laughs> and they were like, how do you know this? I'm like, because my because my parents were in Overeaters Anonymous, which is like the fat people's version of Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> but also, you know, you know, that trip down memory lane aside, um, it's astounding to me that there is a Christmas episode at all for for Lupin the Third for a Japanese anime, considering that in Japan, Christmas is really a day for like couples and to eat buckets of KFC chicken. That is a real fact. Do not at me. Um, but along with stuff like Muppet Christmas Carol, Christmas Story, um, Doctor Who Christmas specials, like I like to marathon Christmas stuff during the holidays. And this episode of Lupin the Third, along with um, um, Christmas at Tiffany's, are like in that playlist of stuff that I watch for the holidays and for good reason, especially when I show the dubs to friends and they're like, you know, they're classic anime fans. And they're like, who wrote the dubs for this? Cause it's freaking <laughs> funny. But you're genius. Cause that's who. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really, it's, it's adorable. And also of course the gag of inspector Benihana. Inspector <laughs> Genagata. <laughs> <laughs> Do you promise to get my name right if I promise not to throw up on your shoes? Yeah. <laughs> so, Jay, how did you feel about the episode? Oh, I love it. One of the things that I absolutely adore about part two in particular is how much they reference pop- popular culture. Like, it definitely feels like a abridged type of series half the time, and I love it for that fact. Because it makes it it makes it relatable to the people who are watching it. And it makes it just funny as heck. <laughs> but in this particular episode, I, I don't know. There there were so many good parts. Like, I, I still can't get over half of Zenigata's noises or his bad imitation French. Uh, <laughs> bon Jovi! <laughs> I, uh, I just... There's... I, I always think about that scene in particular because one, you reference one of my favorite musical artists, and you know I can see where you get the confusion, Zenigata. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of funny though that he butchers French so badly because aren't the headquarters for Interpol located in Paris? I, I think so. Yes, Interpol is um is located in Paris. Also, he's yes. chasing a French. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Well, so you know. That ethnicity is a little dubious, but the name yes. is French, yes. But I, I just think it's funny that he butchers the language so bad, even though he probably spends a lot of time there. Which yep. which honestly makes it funnier, I think. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely adored this episode. There, There's so many good highlights of it. Like, I still can't get over the fact when it was panning over, uh, when they're watching the, the, the president get the wine on TV, and it pans over, you just see... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jigen with his eyes wide looking like a child on Christmas morning, which is so freaking perfect for that scene. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't get over it. But yeah, 10 out of 10. Love this episode. It's funny that um, the president for that in the early 70s was Carter, but whomever dubbed that did like a, a Clinton meets George Bush. Bill, um, definitely a Bill Clinton. And it just... 
More Bill Clinton, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so oh. I, 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 Hold on. So, so are you telling me you never learned about President Jimmy Clinton? Or was it Bill no, Clinton? No, I've never. No. You know, it's funny, Chris. Um, I may have a history degree, but I, my, <laughs> my focalization was on Latin American pre-colonialization <laughs> history. I fucking hate American history. So no, I do not know about President Jimmy Clinton. <laughs> it makes you feel better. I don't either. <laughs> Although it is interesting though, because in in the uh, you know contemporary dub of Mystery of Mamo, the president is clearly uh, George W. Bush. How about you, Drew? So yeah, after. A bunch of episodes of part six, most of which I had a really good time with. It, 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 it's it's kind of nice to come back to part two because, man, like, like even like without the dub, but especially with the dub, this is like, I just love like straight up hilarious Lupin. Like this episode's so funny from beginning to end, especially with um, uh, the dub. Like this might be. Oh, no, no, that's hard to say. It might be one of my most favorite, like, quotable episodes out of, like, the entirety of the dub. Like, from the opening, you know, like, you know, glass of fake wine, bread you can break your teeth on, and they call this eating. No wonder they can't win a war. It's like, from the get-go, <laughs> it is incredible. And, like, I don't know, man, this just made me happy. Because, like, it, 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 it was really refreshing to come back to it because it's just a straightforward, like, goofy heist the gang kind of pitch perfect it's good stuff good stuff indeed it's like it's it's easy to see why part two is considered the baseline for lupin the third anime oh yeah honestly so so since we since we were talking about what we loved about the dub i feel like we have to mention zenigata's gasp upon waking up near the end <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the highlight of the whole episode <laughs> really it really is and then he lets out a smaller one a little bit afterwards but he does i love it (laughs) oh god just all the performances in this so many amazing french accents in this from <laughs> many, many characters, and my, my my favorite line being when I'm uh when, when Lupin's in disguise. Well, not my favorite line, but one of them is when Lupin's in disguise, like asking the other guys to help him like find the empty empty wine barrels. He's like, it'll only be a couple of hours. You like, you know, if I need some help, the, the pretty much like brush him off. And as they're walking away, you like hear him bitching like, "Sacre bleu, can you believe it? Hey, what an operator! Oh my back!" That's <laughs> <laughs> going out the door. <laughs> It was such a good imitation. That's one thing I miss about the more recent dubs is that they don't go as full on stereotypical and goofy with the accents. It's like, I understand why, but I kind of miss it. Yeah, I miss it a lot. That's something I noticed with part four. It's like, they're trying to be a bit more realistic with the accents in that one. Like, I get it, but I, I kind of miss how goofy they were in part two. No, agreed. But, but so, I mean, I don't mean to start going in that territory, but it's like... Um, sometimes the accents kind of went into a little bit like, um, what do you call it? Um, dated, um, modes. Like for me, one of my favorite part two dubbed episodes is, um, Holy Cow, the one with the suicide beams. And it's just like those Indian, I say this living in the Bay area, living in Fremont, any Indian listeners will get where I'm going with this, but it's like those Indian dub voices were just stunningly racist and, uh, I, I, 
trying to enjoy the episode now in my 30s, it's like, oh, I remember why this episode makes me uncomfortable. And it's not because, you know, spoiler alert, Lupin eats cow shit. No, it's not because of that. <laughs> but you can't be racist towards the French, so <laughs> it's, no, it's a impossible. little different. <laughs> they can't win a war, so. <laughs> Boy, I, I, just got, I just got this real sinking feeling that this episode of the podcast is not going to age very well. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't see why, but I got a feeling it's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they really lean into it. Like that that gag. There's a, a tidal wave of wine, and when they're all drunk, they just start singing um, uh, the French anthem, <laughs> just out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know the French anthem. I just know the version that Serge Gansborg did that. Apparently, according to the French people, he butchered. So, <laughs> you know, and uh, from the whole scene, you gotta love the bit where Zenigata gets so frustrated he just starts chugging the whole bottle. Oh my god! Just oh yeah, it into his he's just like. Uh... <laughs> that explains why he's more hungover than anybody else the next day. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> The hangover part. Oh, God, the hangover part. Just forget Jigen. Like, nah, this doesn't happen to me because, you know, um, I think my liver, my liver died years ago and I'm just still sentient sen- for some reason. It's just like looking at Lupin and Goemon like, you guys are a butt couple of lightweights. And then I love how Goemon's like, you know what? I've never gotten hangover from drinking sake and fucking Lupin's just like, well, gee, is it because it tastes like crap? <laughs> you know, the first time I drank sake about two years ago, that uh, Jigen's line about it tasting like it was wrung out of a sock kept replaying in my mind as I was drinking it. But it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Sake's good. Why uh, Why the diss yeah. on sake, um, Jigen and Lupin? Sake's fucking delicious, especially if you go to like, you go eat Japanese with with your girlfriends, get a bottle of warm sake and just pair that with your food. Oh, it's so good. Well, okay, to be fair though, Lupin's French. Jigen is something. Japanese. So, Some kind of American. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, according to uh, both part five and part six is uh, bios on him. He is a Japanese man. Well, yeah. I like yeah. to think that he was, he's like ancestral. I mean, in my fanfic, I make him ancestrally like Japanese mom, something dad. Oh, um, yeah. But grew up in America. So, you know. My head canon is he's Japanese, like full blooded Japanese, but he came to America very young. Probably spent a lot of time in New York. Yeah. Or I Chicago. see him as like, my, I see him as or like Chicago. myself on my mom's side, first generation, you know, immigrant parents sort of thing. So uh, another thing I really dug about this one is, like, I feel like it's not the best animation that Part Two has, mm-hmm. but I feel yeah. I feel like they made up for that with just some of the facial expressions and posing. It like yes. it gets oh, really yeah. cartoony at times, and it's it's, yeah. it's beautiful. No, like so, uh, I know yeah. moment, uh, Jay mentioned that moment where it's panning across and you see like Jigen like looking really excited, but I also love Lupin with that giant <laughs> maniacal <laughs> grin and his eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was great. Also, it's, uh, fr- it's French in a glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's France in a glass. Bravo! It's France in a glass. 
Also really that was too good. Also, this is also the other dub line I love. This is the best thing on TV since my three since my three right. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know what my three samurai is all about. Oh I have a feeling it's a sitcom. <laughs> oh my god, probably. I mean, I, mean, I, like feel, a... I feel like it's a, it's probably like the Japanese version of my three dads. Oh my god. Like, like, like yeah, that's probably. how I interpret it. The Japanese version of two and a half men. Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know. I I, I like to imagine Goemon has good taste in television. Um, <laughs> if he does watch television, I like to think he's like me. Rarely, well, no, not like me, but like yeah, he's he's like the dad of Richard Terabithia. We don't own a television in our house. <laughs> we all know Lupin watches soap operas. I love this that. I love that Lupin watches no. I love that Lupin watches novellas. I just have this scene of like Lupin just being obsessed with Days of Our Lives has been watching it since <laughs> the first fucking episode. Definitely. <laughs> um, you know, in my notes here, I, there's two things I mentioned about Fujiko. For one, the way she blushed at seeing Goemon's loincloth was super cute. Yeah. And and two, that line she has in the dub where she says. Is this one of those gifts of the Magi kind of things? Because I, I hate that story. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, that's hilarious. And secondly, that is completely, totally in character for her to not like that story. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> oh my God. It's just such a sweet story about, about being so selfless. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can see why Fujiko's not a fan. It's hilarious oh, that you mentioned her blushing over the loincloth thing, because I forgot in this episode for some reason, and I still have this headcanon that Goemon does not know how to fucking drive, but yet he knows how to drive a big rig. <laughs> big rig Goemon. And he's forklift, and he's forklift certified. Apparently, yeah. He, yeah, he's forklift certified, and it's like, the fuck? So he knows how to draw, uh, drive stick, he knows how to drive a semi, he knows how to drive a forklift. But he cannot figure out a smartphone. Or a Fiat. Yeah. <laughs> fiat is a I, mystery to him. So, so I am Confucian. Why is this one driving a big rig, but this one cannot drive a Fiat? TMS, explain! <laughs> explain! When it comes to Lupin, the, 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 the ethos for Lupin is canon. What canon? Uh, yeah, no, you're right. right. Precisely. <laughs> Also, oh well, God, I feel like with part two we could just ta- constantly talk about, especially with the um, with the Ep- with the Epcar uh, Jenny on doves, um, just those those lines. It's like for me, what I'm reminded of with part two is the dialogue, is you know the lines and how they're executed. Heck, stuff like Jigen coming out when he was you know disguised as a pilot in this episode takes off the nose and he goes, "Oh damn, this nose is so goddamn itchy." And Lupin just responds with, "Scratch it later." <laughs> the, the nonchalantness too, like I mean, like a lot, a lot of it doesn't feel scripted. You know, like a lot of it just just sounds like. You know, like like really natural sounding conversation between very witty people. Yeah, like it's just totally ad libbed. I mean, I don't uh, think it was, but it sounds like it could have been. It wasn't. Right, but it it just sounds so natural. Like specifically that moment, the um, uh, what was it? It's, it's like I'm uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, now you're hoisted on your own, whatever you call it, petard. Let's call it damn petard. Like I give a damn. You're all under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> I can like guarantee just, that's not what they said in Japanese, but I don't care. 
It's yeah. not, but it's beautiful. It just, it, it feels so it natural. Really like like mm-hmm. the, the, from episode one, they have so much chemistry. The, the, uh, the this mm-hmm. dub cast, like it just you can't not be happy after you watch one of these episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And like and my- like all all the little gags in it, like I had completely forgotten that the president in this episode is Bill Clinton. Cause you got that bit where like his wife has to like, yeah. it's really quite exciting, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's kind of like, Oh God. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bill Clinton. This guy is Jimmy Carter. Again, it just, it, it kind of just reminds me of like, you know, Gabriel Iglesias fluffy and how he does a bit of like, um, when because he, he he's known for doing his um his voice act his voices the different voices that he does and he, he gets asked a lot um does he do it at home um and he's like sometimes i do it with my girlfriend we used to role play with it one of our favorite things was white house <laughs> and it'd be like knock knock who is this haha <laughs> you know who it is <laughs> yeah. you know just a bill clinton <laughs> voice and I don't know why I'm reminded of that with this episode and whomever did the voice for President um, President Jimmy Clinton. Like, Jay, didn't you say, um, uh, when we, we were talking earlier before we recorded, didn't you say that was Lex Lang who's voicing I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he did that. I'm pretty sure at a convention, someone asked him who did the Bill Clinton uh, dub from that episode. And I think he, he claimed fame to that. I could yeah, be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty I mean, sure he said that once. I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me. It sounds a little similar to his uh, uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it does. So, 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 yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that's lying. Um, hey guys, I'm going to McDonald's. Do you want chicken nuggy? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants chicken nuggets? <laughs> god see again like um going you know it's i'm really thinking about this right now because of tea time last week and how like i mean it now with newer lupon content i want lupon the third to make me feel like how i felt when i was watching in 2003 2004 um the part two dubbed episodes and how i would buy the dvds and just rewatch those suckers constantly um but I feel like I don't get that with newer Lupin. And it's not even right. storytelling. It's not even the direction. It's just like, I think I like Lupin the Third Part 2 dub scripts. I think that's just really what I enjoy. Because god mm-hmm. damn are they funny. And we could talk about the dub all day. Yeah, and, and like I think that was just like a like a general like statement, it seems like, back then for Lupin the Third stuff. Because, you know, you had a, you know, Jenny on doing Part 2. You had uh, Tokyo Pop's uh, translation slash adaptation of the manga, and then uh, even Funimation's dubs, you know, were you know have some really clever scripts that uh, were yeah. entirely faithful. I miss that. I miss that too. Yeah, good stuff. Again, I understand. I, I understand why, but yeah, it, 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 like even like the dub aside. I miss Lupin being this unabashedly silly. It's just yeah. it's, it's just a simple caper. Them them pulling like ridiculous shit on Zinigata, like hiding in wine barrels and stuff like that. Going on driving a big rig out of nowhere and hanging his his little fundoshi out of it. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> and also peeping on Fujiko as she's getting into the barrel. 
Oh yeah, that part. Uh, what? You too. I didn't see a thing. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I didn't see a thing. Uh, well, boy, we all know you did going on. Don't be bashful, because <laughs> I would too. No shame, buddy. No shade, no tea. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I, I love I love how he's like, what? I didn't see a thing. And Fujiko's face where she's just like got her arms crossed and her neck crane like <laughs> really far forward, like looking like really pissed off. And that, like the, the character designs get so loose and like silly looking. Oh, yeah. Like but moments like so when good. I'm uh, when they're on the uh, they're on the jet and um, uh, they're talking about like the Lupine. The, the, the French chief is talking with Zinagata about Lupine like possibly coming. He's like, he's probably too hungover to see straight after yesterday. And he just starts laughing, and like the whole upper part of his head just disappears, and he becomes all nose and mouth while he laughs, which is just <laughs> stuff that we don't see anymore. And like, I, I don't know. It's, I, I, it's very monkey punch. I like it. It is. Very, very and like, and like obviously there's no use in being like you know ah I've missed the good old days but I I do miss you know the anime being based on a really the good old days. comic <laughs> I, I miss you know it right. a, a series based on that source material like embracing that like wackiness in its visuals and right. I, I get oh definitely why they do it but also like loosen up guys please loosen up. That's all, mm-hmm. all I'm asking for. Throw away those model sheets. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Model? What model? It's not like I'm sad or anything about the newer Lupin content. Mm-hmm. It's just, I do. I just do miss the wittiness that came with that dub. Mm-hmm. But, Me too. you know, I, I also know that, like, amongst fans, there are questions. There are, like, questionable reactions to Lupin the Third part two dub especially with like the inclusion of modern day technology or modern day references in an anime that was set in the early 70s like president jimmy clinton <laughs> but you know. i believe you mean bill carter <laughs> <laughs> that took that took me two seconds god damn it <laughs> yes honestly same but yeah Overall, it's a really good Christmas episode. I love it. Oh hell Me yeah! Too. You know, you know, not to cut you off, but you mentioned the uh, you know the yeah at the time the modern pop culture references, but at the same time, I feel like at least with the episode that aired on Adult Swim, the references were going back a little further mm-hmm. to the point where, like, you know, watching as a teenager in two thousand three and four, a lot of the references went over my head. But you know, my dad, who was an avid adult swim watcher at the time, you know, he got most of them. So I always thought that was interesting how they were kind of aiming for an older crowd than pretty much every other anime on, on adult swim at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, again, that, like I, I knew the Bill W reference sadly because, what? you know, I sadly knew about Alcoholics Anonymous as a young teen. And well, honestly, that reference would go above people's heads unless they were in Alcoholics Anonymous or knew the history of it, or right. yeah, are adults. <laughs> or, uh, or again, the whole My Three Samurais reference. You know, mm-hmm. that's a reference to the sitcom My Three Dads. So, <laughs> um, uh, or uh, uh, um, to, to, the coolness and dark allow it to age without spoiling. So this must be the place where <laughs> Dick Clark lives. 
<laughs> that I still don't get actually. That that, that one oh, that one okay. I, I find it funny because I get it, but I for me personally, some of the pop culture stuff will like hit funny, like the Bill Clinton thing. But some of the, some of them for me personally do kind of like land kind of flat here and there, but not not often. Well, I mean, like cannot bench be press Shack is not my favorite line in part two. <laughs> My my non favorite line from part two, honestly, is um it's from the vampire episode when they hang up the garlic and Goemon's like this is the pits literally it smells like Pavarotti's armpits and that kind of a <laughs> I, okay like I don't mean to get fangirly but that offends me as a Pavarotti stand because it was said that Pavarotti <laughs> smelled really nice and he was like the nicest person you'll ever meet like R.I.P. Pavarotti and you're Goemon how dare you diss the king of tenors like that like. <laughs> I'm not happy. <laughs> the one that always uh, threw me off, I mean, it's a different episode, but it's in uh, Rats to You. After the uh, revelation about the uh, about the uh, book, you know, comes about, and Jigen says, hell, I bet you can still get 20 bucks for it on eBay. Oh, yeah, that one, that line kills me, though. That line is pretty funny. <laughs> like, 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 that one threw me off, because, like, you know, even back then, I was like, okay, this show clearly predates eBay. Mm-hmm. By at least twenty yeah. years. So, hey, hey, Chris, ever actually seen a rat's ass? <laughs> <laughs> That's very annoying. Nose bra, nose bra. <laughs> David Niven. That's David very Niven. Annoying. God. That's the danger with part two. You start talking about part two, you just start like falling into just a, a river of quotes. The part two rabbit hole. Oh my god. <laughs> um, speaking of part two, did, did, uh, well, we're not speaking it. Speaking of the uh, memorable lines, did anyone catch the uh, interesting forethought, the reference to the uh, the last two arcs of part five in one of the quotes? You know, um, uh, it's like a train wreck. I want to look away, but I can't. <laughs> a little okay, that fills our. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to say that. All right, that takes care of our uh, part five disquoter for this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming a running theme. Mark that one off the list. Um, I love how this is a Christmas episode, but you don't quite realize that. And in the dialogue to bring it up, but it's like it's like in the last two minutes they remember because all of a sudden the uh, jingle bell starts playing where it's like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Christmas I forgot. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, I do think it's like the timing of that last bit is kind of weird. Yeah, because in the time that in the time that Lupin and the gang, you know, find out what was inside the crate. And then, like a few seconds later, Lupin's already taken over the uh, TV system to announce that they're returning them, and they're already over the White House throwing the dolls out. Right. But at the same yeah. time, they move quick. Care. I don't care though. <laughs> no. no. TV it's, logic. Because like, it, yeah, it, exactly. It's a little clunky, Personal but logic. like, it, it it's handled with humor. But it almost it almost strikes me as like the screenwriters having so much fun writing the episode they realize that they wrote um, twenty three yeah. out of their twenty four page limit. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> Christmas doll. I do like, helicopter. I do like, I do like how Lupin mentions that he, he he's kind of enjoying 
you know, giving stuff away and says, somebody stop me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's somebody like, you stop know, me. character development wise, if it's even character development, I do love how like, I mean, we, we know what Lupin's about. He's a thief. He steals for the challenge of it. The bigger, you know, the bigger the risk, the, the greater the risk, the bigger the risk, the greater the treasure or whatever. And, you know, Fujiko points out the crate. They're like, what's in it? Oh, who knows? It might be something better. And then when they realize, oh, shit, we stole from kids. What do we do? We're going to give it back. And, you, and he does it in such We're a already giving way. it back. I, I find that cute. I find that cute. It is really cute. Yeah. Yeah, just like Lupin. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so I fucked I'm up. I'm going to give my gifts. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I'm currently talking to Richard Epcar as we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm asking him who wrote the part two scripts. Because... He he told me once a while back, and I don't remember who it was. And I keep searching high, like up and down the internet, looking for a name, so I can at least give a shout out to the the brilliant mind behind the scripts. So uh, I'll get back to you as soon as he responds. He responded once already, and he was I I, he, I think he misunderstood my question. <laughs> and he was he was he told me he's like we just worked on part one. Is that what you're asking about? I'm like no 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 part two. <laughs> Uh, so I had to specify uh, Red Jacket, so I'm seeing if he remembers who wrote the scripts. Oh, nice! I I seem to remember on uh, on the old Three Jackets podcast when they did their interview with Epcar, he mentioned mm-hmm. that a lot of the uh, you know more modern pop culture references were uh, you know like like that was outside of his like it wasn't his oh, decision, yeah. you know? It, mm-hmm. No, it wasn't his decision. Um, yeah. but he once told me a name and for some reason I have the last name white in mind, but I could be wrong. Um, so what you're saying is that we may have a white Christmas on our hands. <laughs> Perhaps. Ah, there um, you go. Didn't, um, uh, didn't like, uh, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, I remember seeing somewhere that like the, 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 like you mentioned, the pop culture references were kind of like mandated almost but after that like right. after the amount of episodes that's what that I was about on to Adult mention. Swim, those like dropped off pretty much immediately after that right. almost right yeah i think those are some of my favorite those are some of my favorite episodes executives actually demanded that they put it in there and epcar has even stated in the past that he wasn't a fan of it mm-hmm. uh because the show was made in the 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 middle late 70s so it didn't feel right to change it that much Mm-hmm. Yeah. But honestly, I'm okay, I'm okay with it just because yeah. it makes the comedic effect ten times more. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, actually, credit to them for making like a, a, like you know a, a higher up mandated thing work as like many times as it does. Right. There's like so yeah. not it's not a lot of them that don't land for me. There's just like 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 a select few, but most of them really do. Like I, I remember watching one episode where there was like some joke about a skeleton being pulled out of like a. A closet or something, and someone calls it Callista Flockhart, which I didn't know who that was. So I had to look that up. <laughs> I, I knew who Callista Flockhart was. was because I used to watch Allie McBeal. Ah. <laughs> so ah. she was in that, and when they made that reference, I died laughing because I got it immediately. She always looks like a freaking skeleton because she's scrawny as hell. <laughs> I, I like picturing that. Somewhere Jay just like started cackling and I was like Lupin in the first, just, you know, Nanda. Yeah. 
Ah. All righty. So I, I, I reckon that wraps up our thoughts for um, uh, this this wonderfully silly and very festive in its last two minutes episode of Lupin the Third Part 2. Wraps it up and puts a bow on it, much like a Christmas <laughs> gift. It is, it is Christmas, <laughs> yes. And um, I guess, I don't know. Christmas is not my favorite holiday, I will admit. And it's only because I share a birthday with its month. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> And my name is closely tied to it, but technically I was named after Natalie Wood. Thank you, Dad. But Dang. from us to you, Feliz Navidad, I guess. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Back? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Happy, Hanukkah. If, Happy Boxing Day. Well, Hanukkah was two weeks ago. Hello, future people. <laughs> Happy belated <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Happy retroactive Hanukkah. <laughs> belated. Belated. <laughs> Happy Festivus. Yeah, Festivus. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. Sweet Christmas. From the Sideburns and Cigarettes family to your family, Merry Christmas. Indeed. Indeed. So, since we're wrapping this up and putting it under the tree, where can we find you guys at? Well, my present you can find on Twitter at Cap Lee Helsing, as always, C A P L I H E L L S I N G. And look, another present. It's from Instagram. My Instagram would be. Captain Lee Helsing, spelled out Captain L I H E L L S I N G. I see some presents from Jay. Where can we find so, them? They might be crudely wrapped in old newspapers because that's how my dad taught me. Uh, <laughs> but you can find me on L, uh, excuse me, at L O O P A W N. I had to remember how to spell my own handle <laughs> uh, on Twitter. And uh, that other gift that's oddly shaped is uh, my Instagram at L-U-P-I-N dot S-A-N-S-E-I Lupin Sansei. How about you, Drew? Uh, well, you can uh, find my one measly little present kind of hiding behind all the other ones at uh, on Twitter at DrewHunter15 that's D-R-E-W-H-U-N-T-E-R one five. And then I guess that leaves me, the other jolly fat guy who's leaving all these gifts underneath the tree for you. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Furball. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Newgrounds, Tumblr, a few other places at Amazing Chris Godby. That's a G O D B E Y. And you can find my web comics, uh, Weird in a Can at weirdinacan.com and drawocoward.com the hyphen comic.org and we and we have a couple we have a couple more gifts on the table and it's from the podcast where you can find us at lupon pod on twitter at lupon pod on instagram and oh my goodness here's a apple itunes a spotify <laughs> present and a soundcloud present <laughs> where are those <laughs> Hey, and if, if if you happen to um uh if you happen to open that uh, Apple Podcast present, if you happen to scroll down, you know if you kind of like you know look through that present a little bit, you'll find a little area to uh to uh, give us a, a rating and a review, and we would greatly appreciate it if you would uh um uh re- return a gift to Talk us. Talk those stockings for us. Yes, please. <laughs> With you know leave, any stars, leave those five, leave those five cookies. Leave those five cookies and a glass of milk for us so we can come down that <laughs> chimney. <laughs> chimney. 
<laughs> that's not a Christmas song. That's a <laughs> so um, I did talk to Epcar. He responded back pretty quickly. Uh, he did say in terms of the script for part two. Uh, I'll, here, I'll read the conversation. Uh, he said it was one guy. Don't remember his name right now. It was over 20 years ago. I'll remember... If I remember it, I'll send it to you. And I said, thank you. I appreciate your help. He says, one of the reasons I don't remember is because I wound up rewriting most of it. <laughs> ah. There you go. So, so he, I guess we do. I guess we do know who to thank for this then. Oh, I got his name. And it wasn't, there was no white involved. It was Grant Moran or Moran or Moran. Moron? I don't know. <laughs> it's Moron. Moron. Oh, that, that, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> that name sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard it before. But yeah, his name is Grant Moran, uh, M O R A N. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, I thought that'd be a uh, a nice little tidbit because you can't find that information anywhere on the freaking internet. I've looked. He's credited for it on IMDb. And yet it wouldn't come up in my search. Like huh. now, now that we know the name, you can find it. But if you look right, up right. part two, loop on the third dub, uh, and you look it up, it doesn't come up like in like the results. Like I literally looked up right. the words, who wrote the script? <laughs> like Man, he, you would think that somebody out there would have asked this by now. <laughs> and he has written a lot of cartoons. Damn. Really? Let's see. He worked on the, the most recent Spider-Man cartoon, Barbie Dreamhouse Adventures, Bob the Builder. The Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon, Word Girl, Curious George. Damn. He worked on the Beautiful Joe anime. Hmm. Uh, Disney's nice. Aladdin, the uh, series, Bobby's World, Tiny Toon Adventures. He wrote a, a few of those. Uh, Lupin the Third Part Two, and uh, he wrote the uh, dub script for Mystery of Mama. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Steroids are completely and, ruined you know, in croquet. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of my favorite lines in the entire oh, freaking movie. Psychology doesn't work on an idiot savant. Yes! <laughs> Alrighty. So as we are wrapping up today's, uh, our first annual Cyburns and Secrets holiday special, we figured uh, the greatest gift of all to end the show on is a wonderful rendition of the Christmas classic, The Twelve Days of Christmas, with the little Cyburns and Cigarettes twist. So take it away. On the twelve days of Christmas the podcast gave to me Twelve off-topic tangents Eleven fiats driving Ten lupons looting Nine puns a-groaning Eight banks a-robbing Seven swanky swindles Six magnum bullets Five jackets Four jackets Three dickheads Two sideburns and a- and with that, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from all of us here at Cyburns and Cigarettes. We really appreciate you sticking around and listening to us bunch of goobers talk about 
the uh, the monkey face thief, his friends, and their many adventures. So, have a good one, Lupontic folks. Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, and Happy New Year, Lupontic folks. Happy holidays. What they said. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Lupontic folks. And a Happy New Year. Ho, 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 ho. So many girlfriends, Uh, where am I reading? I lost my track. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. Let's try it right. again. Let's try it again. Five.